We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Twenty minutes a day. 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Pack a Day Podcast. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thank you so much for making this part of your day. My name is Nick Schmitz, and I will be your host on this Sunday, January 8th, 2023, where the Packers are one win away. From a playoff berth, from three and six to four and eight to eight and eight, and a win and in game against the Detroit Lions for the playoffs for this 2022 23 Packers team with expectations being so high coming into the year and then being so let down with a five game losing streak. There were times and in and I'm sure many of us four or five weeks ago at four and eight wrote the Packers off. This year's done. We're on to 2023. Is Aaron Rodgers going to be back next year? And yet here we are. And we are just hours away from a win and in game for the Green Bay Packers. Something that seemed impossible five, six weeks ago. And yet it is a reality here on January 8th. Gage, I will admit, when the Packers were at 4-8, that was they, they dropped to 4-8 and eight after losing to the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday Night Football. And that was the game where Aaron Rodgers did not finish. Jordan Love came in form and looked pretty good. And I will admit, at that moment in time, I said this team is done. They they will not make the playoffs. Eight losses is usually far too many to begin with to make the playoffs. But um, 
I mean, it, it seems impossible that we're sitting here today having this conversation. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Vince McMahon could have scripted this any better. Um, I'm sitting here and I'm looking not just at the Packer game, but just the NFL season, the NFL like this week in general. I mean, you have Titans and Jaguars are coming off of a game last week where like their Titans didn't play any of their starters last week. And then tonight uh, after we're, we record this, they are playing a win and in situation. The Titans c- could just actively lose last week. The Jaguars won last week and it didn't matter. And now you're going to see, we're going to see if that, like who ends up winning that game. Like did the Titans basically taking two weeks off more or less, uh, did that make a difference or did the Jaguars stay hot and finish the season strong? Uh, you have the Steelers had a, I believe it was 0.1 or 0.01%. It was like one in a thousand chance that they could make the Super Bowl or could they make the playoffs uh, in a Christmas, like the week of Christmas. They, it's not a likely situation. They're still, they're still low percent, but it's a chance where if the Pats lose, which is probable, and the Dolphins lose, probable again with the backup quarterback, the Steelers are winning in against a team that they're favored against. And then you go to the NFC and you got the Packers who managed to just do just enough. They went for, they won four straight weeks. All it took was getting hot at the right time. Uh, Keyshawn Nixon has, is the best Packers returner since Desmond Howard. The defense has generated more turnovers in the last four games. I think than they had the entire season. If I remember that stat correctly from last week. And Green Bay is now in a win and in situation where they have Sunday night football at home against the team that Aaron Rodgers has and the team in general have dominated for 25, 30 years. It doesn't make any sense. You and I, you, me, Jimmy, who's away for the night dealing with some family stuff, all of us wrote the team off a month ago, a month and a half ago. I think I wrote them off in like week three. <laughs> and yet, this is where we are two and a half, three months later in the situation where the team very well might go to the playoffs. And a few months ago, I was like, nope, start Jordan Love. And even if you lose out, that's okay because your draft pick will be better. Now, no, I want him to win because now you've won too much. Your draft pick is not going to be good enough to constitute losing because if you lose, you're picking 16th. Cool. Who cares? Just win. Go win and play more football games, I guess. that's I've, I've changed my tune. Yeah, well, it's definitely... You know, and I know there's a lot of people, you and I were not the only ones that wrote them off. Um, I know there's a lot of people, you know, the the whole should Jordan Love have started debate. We're not going to talk about that. But, I mean, it it just really does seem improbable uh, where this Packers team is at right now. But maybe it's a great reminder as to, you know, why you you keep playing. you know, I, I know I was one of those people. I wanted Jordan Love to play. I wanted him to get some reps. Uh, and I know the thing that I kept seeing from anybody was you can't play him until the Packers are officially eliminated. And I was like, yeah, but here's the thing. You know, they they, they just looked so bad. I just I said, okay, yeah, you're, you're mathematically – well, you're mathematically alive, but there's no way everything's going to work the way it's supposed to work for you. 
to to get in. Now, I will say, Gage, this team has so. If you go back, this team actually kind of turned its season around right after the Lions game. So they lost to the Lions back in week nine, I think it was. They fell to three and six, and that's when they had the Dallas game uh, the following weekend at home. Christian Watson had his breakout game, and the Packers seemed to kind of figure things out more or less on offense. So, I mean, this is the, the, the biggest thing, I think, to come into this game that needs to be talked about and needs to be understood. And I think most people do, but – I wouldn't it, – it's also – it would be hard to blame anybody to to think otherwise. This is not a bad Lions team. This is actually a very good Lions team. So this is not your, you know, hey, they have won three games all year and, you know, we're going to be able to just kind of walk all over them because they're not very good. No, this Lions team is legit, and if Green Bay does not come to play tomorrow night, um, they very well could lose this game. So that's the first thing is that this Lions team, they were they were one in six. I, I'm actually having a like there's a really good debate at to which story is better between Green Bay at being four and eight and left for dead and the Lions who were one in six. And, you know, now they're fighting for a playoff spot. I would probably argue it's the Lions just because nobody ever expects anything from them. When you're one in six in Detroit, that's like, yeah, that's about par for the course for the year. Being four and eight in Green Bay, not so much. But um, I mean, Gage, this this Lions team offensively, very, very good. Defensively, not so much. So it's going to be a very interesting game. It's going to be close, uh, but it, it, it's certainly not going to be a walkaway game for Green Bay. You know, don't let the Lions hear you say that because i don't know if you were on twitter i know you're not on twitter nearly as much as i am but a couple of days ago there was a big like hullabaloo about how apparently aaron Rodgers had disrespected the lions or whatever it was someone was like treating it like bulletin board material and then you watch the clip and he's like this isn't the same old like all he did was compliment them this isn't the same old lions team they started out kind of slow and then they've gotten real hot there's two eight and eight teams coming in here to Sunday night, this isn't really a playoff game, but it kind of is. And then you, then somebody's like, yeah, you, you disrespect us. I was like, all he did was compliment you guys. I don't know what the heck. I think who, I don't, I don't remember the name of the player. Whoever it was, though, has been watching the last dance way too much because they are manufacturing their own chip on their shoulder for no reason. I'm all like, I'm all about the NFL like rivalries. I like them. I think they're fun. I think that. The I like when players get chippy, like in between the lines, and they keep it within reason. I don't like guys taking shots at other guys to try and that, like, when someone might get hurt or whatever. But like guys that are trash talking, that's fun because I think that when you have a legitimate rivalry between NFL players and NFL teams, you get better games. Like teams that care more about who they're playing. There's a reason that Pittsburgh and Baltimore games have been prime time football. Every time we've seen them for the last 20 years, even when the two quarterback, even when the two teams aren't great, that they're on there because they're two teams that don't like each other and they are going to play hard for 60 minutes. It's not really going to be blowout city where, or it's not going to be like guys that just like each other at the end of the day. No, they're going to be mad and then they're going to go home at the end of it. 
I think that this Lions team has the potential to beat Green Bay. No doubt about it. Um, Jared Goff has played mistake-free football since the last time he played Green Bay. That is, uh, the, that is the last time that he threw an interception. Uh, you have Amon Ross St. Brown uh, and the rest of the receiving weapons. I mean, it's a collection. It's more of a collection of dudes that just, I think it's the scheme is what's making it work because you have DJ Chark, Khalif Raymond, Shane Gil- Zilstra. They're not, it's not a bunch of household names out there. They're just, they're guys that are producing. And then in the backfield, Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift, when they're both healthy and firing on all cylinders, that's a pretty good running back duo. Plus the offensive line is outstanding. On defense, yeah, they got some room to work, and so that's where Green Bay kind of has to make their hay. And it's over the last few weeks, we've seen the defense and special teams really carry the water for Green Bay, and the the bill is coming, the check's coming due, and the offense is going to have to pay their part of the tab this week because Lions are, I believe it was fifth in DVOA uh, right on special teams right now, fifth or eighth, something like that. Uh, the offense, I believe, is also top ten. And then, as you point out, the defense is bottom third of the league. By DVOA, which DVOA, not a flawless metric, but it is a good measure of if you're not watching a team and you look at their DVOA and their DVOA is good, they're probably a good team. Even if like the record doesn't necessarily show it, they're probably a good team and they're fighting hard. Meanwhile, you have Minnesota, who is the worst DVOA 12 and 4, 12 and 5 team, whatever they are, ever. And it made sense. That's why Green Bay beat them so handily last week. And it had nothing to do with the field being soaked. It had nothing to do with uh, the cleat, like it had nothing to do with any scandal that anybody tried to make up. There was there was none of that. It was just a good team and a not as good team. I still think Green Bay has major flaws, and they scared the heck out of me. But I think that that over the course of a long season, when you get healthy, the cream tends to rise to the top. That's why I think that teams like Kansas City and Buffalo, and Philly, and Dallas, San Francisco as well. Those are those are the teams that I'm legitimately, those are the ones that I expect to win a Super Bowl. If Green Bay wins one, like they go on a run, I'm not going to be mad about it. I'll be like, that's awesome. But I'm going to look at the teams that I think are the best. And I think that Green Bay and Detroit are kind of just on that next tier. There's a few teams at the top, and then there's everybody else. Because anybody can beat anybody on any given week. It's what we've seen all year long. And all it takes is getting hot at the right time and just whoever shows up on Sunday. So right now, we're just hoping that Green Bay shows up today because I think it's the offense that's going to have to carry the water this week. The running game really has to get going. Aaron Jones only had nine for 25 in the last matchup between these two teams. He's got to be a guy. And when they've won this year, he's generally been a guy for them. So. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm, I think he can do. He can run on this team. I just don't know if we're going to see that happen. Yeah, well, it's definitely, you know, I, things seem to be clicking, you know, in all the right ways for G- Green Bay right now. And, you know, it, it's interesting because I think this team has found who they are, Gage, and I think they are a good team, but I think they're a limited team in the sense that I think that they – they are they know how they have to win and they've been doing it very well but i think if you take away the, what they're doing to win it obviously makes it they're they're very one dimensional in how they can win and right now they've been winning by running the football playing really good defense getting you know piling up the turnovers and i mean the, the reality is aaron rodgers has not thrown for 300 yards in a single game this year not one 16 games in, not a single 300-yard game. Aaron Rodgers has thrown for three touchdowns in a game exactly one time this year. Once. Now think about that. This it's is almost as in- if the it's almost as if Green Bay built the team to be like this, knowing that Aaron Rodgers is getting older, and all it took was getting everybody, and I mean everybody, to buy in. And the system works. Novel concept, right? There's a reason Jimmy Garoppolo and Nick Mullins and Brock Purdy and everybody else that San Francisco plugs in work. They do what they're told, and that's all that matters. And and I think that's one of – you kind of hit on it. I think that's one of the big things you've seen Aaron Rodgers buy into this over the last five, six weeks, and he's not – He's, I mean, you still see glimpses of hero ball here and there from him, but for the most part, you see him making a few clutch throws here and there. They run the ball effectively. They play good defense, um, and that's what's been winning them games. And so that's the thing, though, for Green Bay right now is if they can't run the ball, I just don't know if they have what it takes to be able to win through the passing game. But you know, the other thing is to gauge is this defense of Green Bay. I mean, they've been getting I mean, the turnovers have been coming in bunches, which is great. Um, obviously, is a big has been a big key to their run here. Uh, the question is, can they keep that going? You know, and I mean, I feel like they're going to need a couple against Detroit if they're if they're going to get a W. Yeah, and Detroit, as I said, Jared Goff has been playing really, really good football in terms of taking care of the football. He's only got seven picks on the year. I believe that he hasn't turned it. He hasn't uh, thrown a pick since the Green Bay game. Uh, They actually only have three turnovers since the Green Bay game. After turning it over in five of their first six games, aka when they were one and five, 
they have turned it over in just three games since the uh, like since the since the Green Bay game or well since their first six games, they've turned it over in just three games. They threw the one pick against Green Bay. They had two against Buffalo, and then they had one against Carolina. Also, coincidentally, in two of those three games where they turned the ball over, they lost. The lone outlier being Green Bay, and that's just because Aaron Rodgers proceeded to throw three picks back to him. Their defense has also generated a turnover in all but one game, or all but two games the entire year, but all but one game since uh, they started 1-6. So since they, like in their last eight games, they have a turn at least one turnover in all but one game. So their defense is doing what they need to do, and the offense is doing their job by taking care of the football. Like you said, it's going to, like Green Bay is probably going to need to get a turnover or two to really keep themselves in this game. And Jared Goff gives you some opportunities, but at the same time, this team focuses on trying to take care of the football. They want to keep their offense on the field. They want to churn out yards. They don't necessarily want to go high flying. Uh, they are more focused on like, hey, we're going to take care of the ball. They they are first in the NFL this year in turnovers with only 15. They are they have a great starting drive position, uh, seventh in the league. Uh, the twenty, they are second in average starting position allowed. They have the eleventh longest drive average uh, in terms of time used. Uh, fourth in uh, plays per drive, third in yards per drive, fourth in points per drive. They're doing everything they need to do on offense, and Green Bay needs to take the ball take the ball away and force Detroit to try and be a team they don't want to be. They don't. They have put up points this year. But they don't do it by, like, the prime Kansas City Chiefs chuck the ball down the field. We got speed guys everywhere. They do it by grinding out long drives and then taking advantage of the mistakes you make. I don't have the stat in front of me, but I'm sure their points off of turnovers are probably very high in terms of where they are in league-wide standings. Well, you know, turnover game, obviously always very important. And, I mean, again, not much more can be said about it, but – Gage, I mean, we've been waiting all week for this game, and there's been a whole lot of hype surrounded around it, um, you know, just because of where Green Bay was. So, you know, at this point, Green Bay is pretty healthy, not a whole lot of injuries. So let's just – let's wrap things up here, Gage, real quickly. Just give me a quick key to the game for you and give me a prediction, and let's get, let's get the fans out of here and, and ready for Sunday night football. Uh, my key to the game is the ability to stop the run. I think that the I think Detroit wants to run the ball and they want to use that to set up the play action game and just set up the passing game in general. And Green Bay did a good job of kind of keeping that bottled up in the last one. They just mainly struggled in the red zone. That's all it was. Is they had trouble in the red zone on offense. Obviously, Rodgers threw three picks in the red zone, two in the end zone. If they could take care of the football. And then if they can stop the run and then maybe get after Jared Goff a bit, everybody knows the stats about Jared Goff in the weather when it's below 40 degrees. I'm looking up the weather report for tomorrow. I don't think it's going to be particularly warm. The high on the day is 31 degrees. The low is 21. At game time, it's supposed to be between 26, 25 degrees. Uh, there's supposed to only be about seven miles an hour wind, so that's not going to be as huge of an issue. But if you can shut down the running game, take care of the football, and convert drives into points, that puts pressure on Detroit. And I don't think that's where they want to be when they're on offense. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I, I think the big key for Green Bay is is getting turnovers and not turning the ball over. 
I know that's, you know, super cliche, but I mean, you saw it when they played the Lions. Green Bay turned the ball over three or four times, you know, three times in the red zone, two in the end zone. And I mean, when you look at that game, Detroit won that game because Green Bay turned the ball over. Like if if Green Bay does not turn the ball over, that is a win for the Packers um, going back all the way to what, week nine or whatever it was. So the turnover battle, the turnover game, it's obviously always important, but um, I, I think especially right now with the way Green Bay is playing, get a couple of turnovers. And if you can get the Lions down early and make them one-dimensional and make it so that Jared Goff has to throw the football, um, I think that puts you in a great position. But um, nonetheless, I I think this is going to be a close game. You know, I told Jimmy last week, and I was incredibly happy to be wrong, that I thought that Green Bay Minnesota was going to go down to the wire. I didn't think it would be a blowout in either direction. Again, more than happy to be wrong, but I'm just going to take that prediction and move it over to this week because Detroit more than likely will have something to play for, depending on how that Seahawks game turns out right before kickoff. May or may not, but, I mean, they're going to play hard regardless of whether they've been eliminated by kickoff. I think this is going to be a close game, and I think the big thing for Green Bay is just come out and play your game, and I think you can win. But if they don't do that, if they if they get away – from what they've been doing these last four or five weeks, they could very easily lose to the Lions. So I think That's it'll be good, close, but very good point. Uh, if like because we saw the I I got flashbacks immediately to the playoff game last year where Green Bay lost. Aaron Rodgers was trying to constantly target Devontae Adams even when there was other open guys within the offense, and it was different from what we had seen all year. Obviously, Devontae Adams was always targeted a ton, but. He got other guys involved. That wasn't the case in the playoff game. Rodgers went away from that, and he went with, hey, this is my guy. I'm going to just keep throwing to my guy. It's like, there's other dudes open. Just take them. No, I'm not doing it. If, as long as the, like you said, as long as the team plays their game, play, stays on script, and focuses on what they do well, I think that they have a strong chance of winning the game. But if they try and do too much of what we saw in the first half of the year, all bets are off, and who knows what's going to happen at that point. Yep, absolutely. Well, Gage, I mean... The stage is set. Green Bay, no more help needed. No more scoreboard watching. It is literally beat the Lions, and you are in the playoffs, and we can take it from there. Uh, real quick, Gage, uh, let's wrap things up. If people want to get in touch with you, follow your work, how can they do that? As always, you can follow me on Twitter, at GBridgefordNFL. All of my work uh, to all of my links with uh, Denver Stiffs as well as Rotoballer are there. Uh, my Fantasy football column for Roto Baller is uh, done for the rest of the season. However, I will still be doing uh, betting picks into the playoffs, uh, as well as still doing Denver Nuggets stuff generally uh, a couple times a week uh, over at Denver Stiffs. All right. Awesome. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at Producer Nick LB. Uh, enjoy the game, everyone. It's going to be fun. It's been a fun season, regardless of how this game turns out. But, you know, at this point, we're all invested. Let's. Let's go for one more week, even if it's all, even if that's all the more it is, one more week. Let's go for one more week, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the game. And as always, go Pack Go. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. 
My Patriot Supply has helped over 3 million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.